This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. This is your girl, Audra, and you are listening to Community, where we talk about unique pathways and one common goal. And those of you who have been on this journey with me, you know exactly what I'm going to say next. I am over the moon excited to have this young lady in the studio with me today. Young lady, if you would be so kind to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is um, Janice Green, and... Most people know me by J-Love. J-Love. <laughs> yes, J-Love is in the house, in the studio with me and Val today. J-Love. Yes. Sis, how did we meet? Well, we were introduced through Reverend Shahira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Reverend Shahira uh, introduced us via text. Yes, she did. And she said, uh, you two need to get together. Uh, your uh, gifts and your missions and those type of things, they converge and you guys need to talk. So uh, here you are. And um, uh, it's not by happenstance that today we um, commemorate and celebrate uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, drum major for yeah. justice. Yes, and so uh, we uh, um, have reverence. Uh, in in that regard, and uh, we we are going to unfold this show in a unique way. It's new for us, and we're going to allow uh, J Love to tell her story. Um, but before we get to that, J Love, okay, what does community mean to you? So um, I thought about that question mm-hmm. because I am a member of uh, Transforming Love Community. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and. That community is um, all about love. Mm-hmm. So when I think about community, um, the words that came to my mind first, of course, is love, mm-hmm. uh, empowerment, mm-hmm. Um, um, growth, mm-hmm. pride, mm-hmm. and economic opportunity. Okay. So for me, community is... Uh, a group of light people mm-hmm. who all share a common goal mm-hmm. and that we support and protect each other. Right. And we build, you know, as we grow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's what community means to me. And then with you being part of uh, Transforming Love community, yeah. uh, that thread, that common thread that weaves everyone together is love. Right. right. And, <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Um would you share why where you got the name J Love from? Or is that some other conversation? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, mostly everyone called me always called me J. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Right. Remember Janice, always mm-hmm. J. Mm-hmm. And then my best friend started calling me J Love. Okay. And Okay. I've been J Love ever since. Okay. <laughs> and that's funny because I have I have a couple Janices in my life my life and uh one of the 
I call Jay Nice, right? Okay. Jay Nice, nice. right? right. right. <laughs> um, and we have some interconnectedness. So, you know, we are both uh, alumni of the illustrious Noble oh, Middle School, cool. right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to have a noble knight in the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so audience, you know, we mentioned uh, justice. Uh, we mentioned uh, the commemoration of ML King Day. January 20th of 2020 yes. and um, Janice J. Love suggested that we sit down and have a talk today and um, it's power in that mm -hmm. and so um, Janice when Reverend Shahira introduced us yes. she said you had a story yes, and it's very um I, I must allow people to tell their stories. That's one of the reasons why um, the show is put together the way that it is. Okay. Uh, Val and I are very intentional about that. And mm -hmm. so um, I want you to tell your story, uh, uh, your story and then okay. your son's story. All right. Okay. So I am a justice seeker. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I am seeking justice for my son, mm -hmm. who was wrongfully incarcerated mm -hmm. for a crime he didn't do. Mm -hmm. And so as I navigate that, I also have to navigate or advocate for him health care mm -hmm. because he also um, suffered from severe Crohn's disease. Wow. So um, he was uh, wrongfully incarcerated almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, January 24th wow. uh, 2019 mm -hmm. and um, there was no physical evidence linking him to the crime I mean he wasn't even there someone saw him two or three days later and accused him of a crime Wow! so that's why I'm here today mm -hmm. and uh, to um, support him mm -hmm. and um, attain justice but also to be uh, a voice for others that's wrongfully incarcerated, mm -hmm. you know, and share these stories because I think it's important that we share these stories because when we navigate, I mean, when we tell our stories, we control the narrative, mm -hmm. and when we control the narrative, that's our power. That's where our, that's where our power is, and so, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, Janice, the statistics oh, yeah. around wrongful incarceration is staggering. Yeah. So they're saying it's like 10% um, of um, people who are wrongfully, in, uh, I mean, who are incarcerated. So, mm -hmm. for instance, in Michigan, mm -hmm. um, they're saying there's like 40,000 people in prison. Mm-hmm. So if you say 10%, mm -hmm. that's 4,000 people. Oh, my gosh. That's more than likely innocent. Mm -hmm. Didn't do the crime. Right. So the numbers may be more. Right, right. Because um, since I've been on this journey, I've been meeting other mothers and mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. who have been um, wrongfully incarcerated or even people who have been exonerated mm -hmm. that were wrongfully incarcerated. Right. So... I think they're being nice. Yeah. By saying the number. Yeah. Is yeah. maybe ten percent. Right, because that's more people even though that's an incredible number. Right. 
it's not as so shocking if if the number was 20%. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. And so, um, you know, you you're in this position. Mm-hmm. Your 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 son um is is in in I mean, what how did you even wrap your brain around this happening? I, I, you know, impacting your family. How did you, where, where do you derive the strength from to even? How did you even know where to go to start talking to people? I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know where to go. I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. But when they said he was guilty, the first thought came in my mind is like uh, they messed with the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing I thought about um, mm-hmm. because I'm going to fight for it. Yeah. So when you first, um, I was out of town because actually when this all happened, my mother had just passed away. Oh. So we were grieving the loss of my mom and um, who had been sick for a while and I was her caregiver. Mm-hmm. So actually I was out of town when my son called and said, you know, this was happening. I couldn't understand it because... He is um, a very um, quiet person. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, like I said, he suffers from severe Crohn's disease. So if you know anything about Crohn's disease, Crohn's disease is an autoimmune, uh, autoimmune disease that affects your digestive system. Okay. So when a person who suffers severe Crohn's disease, they're constantly sick. Um, they're in a lot of pain because their stomach can't have an issue with digesting food. Mm. So um, with that, it makes them weak. Mm-hmm. He's anemic. Mm-hmm. Um, he always using the bathroom constantly. Okay. And so with that constant use in the bathroom, he um, is often diagnosed as malnourished because okay. the food just, just passes through. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Because he's been like this since the age of 15, mm-hmm. he's 30 now, 31. So mm-hmm. um, since this has been going on for that long, he has um, to take an infusion. And um, this infusion is uh, three hours. He has to, normally he was um, a patient at, um, he was a patient at Henry Ford um, hospital Mm -hmm. and he would go there like once a month or every six weeks Mm -hmm. to have this infusion administered Mm -hmm. he's been doing this since age 15 right so um with that um having these kind of issues it's kind of quiet because Mm -hmm. you know um i guess you well you do feel some kind of way when you constantly go in the bathroom when you constantly can't control the pain you can't Mm -hmm. control your um, how you feel um, mm-hmm. in regards to digesting food mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he has suffered through this um, most all his life. Mm-hmm. So he never was the type of person who um, was um, outwardly mm-hmm. outgoing. Right. He was always the quiet one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kept to himself mostly. Right, right. Had very few friends. Mm-hmm. You can count them on the hand, mm-hmm. on the one hand of the friends he has. Mm-hmm. So um, for him to call and said that someone said he robbed them, 
it blew my mind. Like I couldn't get back to Detroit fast enough. Right. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So with that, um, um, it was very. I, I had to stop grieving my mom mm. and fight for him. Mm-hmm. Your son's name, Gerard Haycraft. Yeah. So at this point, you. Get this call. Yes. You got to get back to the city. You got to get back to to Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? What's the what's the next step? You get the call from your son. I get the call from my son, so I start calling uh, Detroit Detention Center, trying to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, it was like um, tickets. Mm-hmm. They start talking about tickets. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Got tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, you probably have tickets. Mm-hmm. So by the time we got home, it was a felony mm. issue. So it went from tickets to a felony. To a felony. Mm-hmm. And they had him in the detention center at that time, or where? where? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, in the Detroit detention center. I think okay, it's on Mount Elliot or something. Okay, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So when I get there, um, they tell me how much the bill amount. I get there, he's gone. I'm like, you told me that they come at a certain time. Mm-hmm. I'm here at the time, mm-hmm. and he's gone. So now he, they transfer him to the county. So I get to the county. They tell me, go to the county. You can get him out. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't true, because when I get to the county, it's the weekend. They're not letting anybody oh, come. Mm. So uh, I had to wait uh, a few more days and finally got him out. So we get him out. And he tells me the story about um, uh, what was going on. And I'm like, that's weird. So he said, Mom, it's, it's going to be okay because there's video. And once they get this video, they mm-hmm. they know it's not me. Mm-hmm. So Because I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So he goes through different procedures about, you know, how you got to go back and forth down there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, don't worry about it. It's just a video. Mm-hmm. See, the video's not me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next thing I know, we're going to court. And because um, the video, you can't see who the person is. Mm-hmm. So um, now, let me go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's an ATM machine where, this, um, where the whole thing was a robbery, an unarmed robbery. Mm-hmm. And the lady was at an ATM machine, and there's video from the ATM machine, mm-hmm. but no one retrieves this video. There's also witnesses who where Gerard was staying at who knew Gerard was there. Nobody talked to the witnesses. Mm. On his, um, there was a cell phone he had mm-hmm. when he was playing a game. So mm-hmm. this phone has timestamps. Mm-hmm. Saying that, hey, at this time he was playing a video game. Mm-hmm. No one knows where the cell phone is. Mm-hmm. Video witnesses mm-hmm. that can attest to where he was. Right. Technology. Mm-hmm. And he's still incarcerated, right? Still today. incarcerated. Okay. So he tells you. It's going to be okay, Mom. Mm-hmm. And between that time to when 
Gerard has to appear in court mm-hmm. about what what length of time was this? Um, it took a little bit because something was going on during that time. I think it was some bomb threats or something going on mm-hmm. at the uh, court. Mm-hmm. So it kind of got dragged out. Mm-hmm. So this happened in August 2018. So we're talking about January now. We're in January. Mm-hmm. And we're going to court. And all this time, they were trying to get him to take a plea. They wanted him to plea. And that's the thing that they're doing down there at Frank Murphy. They're giving out pleas. (laughs) They're giving out pleas like, Mm -hmm. you know, people giving out cookies. Mm -hmm. So um, they wanted him to take a plea a year in jail, no court costs. Mm -hmm. That was their offer. Mm -hmm. So... um, I asked him, what is it that you want to do? He said, I'm not playing because I didn't do it. Right. I'm not going to say I'm guilty to something I didn't do. Well, right. I'm riding with you. Right. So um, after a while, we didn't hear anything. But the next thing I hear, you know, we're going to court. And um, I meet his attorney. She don't have a clue. Because, you know, pretty much they're going with the plea. Mm-hmm. They're riding. That's, the, all, that's all they know. Right. Plea, plea, plea. Plea. Cause yeah. It makes it easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you're walking around with a stack of mm-hmm. files mm-hmm. so high. Right. You want all the pleas you can. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty much, um, we went to court. And I think it was a two-day trial. And um, he had, like, maybe three charges against him. One of them was the money um, taken money, mm. taking a credit card and the robbery, and he was only found guilty of the robbery. Mm. So he was um, immediately taken away after that trial. I get home in that evening. I get a call from one of his relatives looking for him to tell me that his dad died. So... They find his dad, who probably been uh, had passed away maybe a day ago of a massive heart attack in the house uh, alone. So not only now I had to talk to Gerard about, you know, what's going on, I have to tell him the same day he's been found guilty that his dad passed away. Mm-hmm. So that was another uh, hard blow. Yeah. So he's sick. He's wrongfully incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And his dad passed. His dad passed. So um, with all of that going on, um, I had to, because um, Gerard, he left everything in his name. Now I got to navigate for the family. Mm-hmm. So I don't have time to stop. Because so now I got to get the daddy out to work. Mm. I got to help the family get the daddy out. Mm. And I got to, you know, get, you know, hold your ride up. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have time to think or or, or feel sorry. I mm-hmm. had to go to, into direct action. Mm-hmm. So um, I asked the lawyers. And I don't even know why I did that. But I asked them, like, how can you help me? Can you get some signatures mm-hmm. so we can get um, his dad, you know, to the family? Mm-hmm. That didn't help. 
Um, they didn't help me at all. Uh, it, I didn't get any help until I actually had to go to the uh, CEO of the county. Mm -hmm. And he was able to get me inside of the county. Uh, and I was able to get some documents signed. And I had to take them over to the uh, more. I've never been to that place mm -hmm. in my life, not even mm -hmm. with my mom. Mm -hmm. But I had to go there so I can get the daddy in place. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was very, very hard on him. Yeah. So, um, now meanwhile, while all this going on, he needs an infusion. Because it's been right. his longer it's, than his right, normal right. interval right. for health care, right. get, receiving help. So, uh, we get to court for the sentencing. And the uh, um, judge... The lawyer who's trying to possibly get him, you know, here and to stay in Wayne County. She asks, you know, can he stay in Wayne County? He goes to him for hospital. He needs these infusions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, you know, I had letters from the doctors. Mm -hmm. I mean, these doctors have seen him over ten years. Right. The nursing staff at Henry Ford Hospital. Mm -hmm. People in our family, people that just know him or his character, people who know me. Mm -hmm. I had a stack of letters um, to try to, you know, do whatever we can to advocate to help mm -hmm. see, you know. But the judge said um, he would get better health care in Jackson. And she sent him to Jackson. Now, I find it interesting that when, and I don't know, um, Everything I'm learning is, you know, I'm learning as I'm going through. Mm -hmm. When you are, when a person is convicted, you're going to get a phone call. Um, a family member is going to, whoever that's closest to that person, going to get a phone call from, um, I don't know, really know their name, but there are the people who, they call you before the sentencing to give the judge um, what they feel is the ideal um, sentences for this person. Okay. So this lady called, and I can't recall her name right now, but she called and she, you know, she went through the whole spiel. Like, you know, this is what's going to happen. Um, she confirmed, like, his address, you know, my address, everything about him that she had. At, she did all of that. She said, do you have any questions? And I said, I don't know if I have a question or not, but I just wanted to say this. My son didn't do it. And she said to me, I know. She said, I talk to your son, and I deal with criminals every day. This is what I do, so I know criminals. And I talk to your son, and after I finished conversating with him, I knew that he didn't do it either. I knew he didn't do that crime. Mm. So, and that's when she said, get as many letters that you can, mm -hmm. uh, because this judge reads letters, mm -hmm. and that's going to, you know, play into everything. And I said, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I got those letters, and she still got, sent him, sentenced him two to 17 years, and sent him to um, Cotton Correctional. He's now in Cotton Correctional facility in Jackson, Michigan. Hmm. 
sis, we're going to take a break okay. for our sponsors right now. Uh, we're going to come right back and we're going to keep rolling. And we're going to talk about justice for Gerard. And we're going to tell our audience how they can potentially help. Uh, we're also going to let you continue to roll and tell your story. Okay. okay. You have a brilliant mind. Projects, businesses, events, ideas that will make a positive impact on your specific audience, all while organically growing your brand. Knowing the importance of investing in your brand and being willing to do whatever it takes is empowering. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. VW Creative Solutions is a boutique consulting company that specializes in customized marketing and branding. We offer creative marketing and branding with collaborative resources to bring your vision to life. Give us a call at 313-444-9385 and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. When your project shines, we smile. Okay, community, you are back. You're listening to your girl, Audra. We talk about unique pathways and one common goal. And today uh, we have a uh, social justice uh, episode of Community Today. And my sister, uh, Janice, also known as J-Love, is in the studio today. And we're talking about her story and her son's story, uh, Gerard. So uh, we were talking about... uh, know where he was sentenced to go mm-hmm. um they gave him 17 years the two to 17 yeah so now he's in jackson mm-hmm. and all i'm thinking about is his health yeah because he's been sick for so long yeah since the age of 15 mm-hmm. so um i every day it took uh i don't like when he's gonna call mm-hmm. what should i do there's mm-hmm. nothing is no, no, no book, no book, no leaflet, no, no nothing to say. Hey, your your son's gone to prison, and this is A B C D E F G. There's hey, nothing. No contact person. You're not giving a card or anybody nothing, to talk to. Nothing. So meanwhile, you know, I'm asking his lawyer, and she's like, "I'm done. I'm done with the case." So, um, she said, "Once he's found guilty, I'm done with it. Done. So, right." So there was nothing. I I had no one to ask. So I started, um, you know, Googling. Mm. You know, that's our thing to do, Google. Right. <laughs> so I started Googling. Like, what? Nothing. I couldn't really find any details. I even went on their website. There's no real details. But I did find out that there is, like, a quarantine process, I guess. So there's a quarantine process. There's... Um, they go through whatever they had to go through to get them acclimated to a prison. And I think that took about 45 days. So there's a, 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 month, or a month and a half before I finally heard from them. So, you know, I was like, I had the phone with me everywhere I went. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, because I didn't want to miss mm-hmm. them calling. So everywhere I went, I had the phone. And um, the day he came, he called and he told me where he was at. And he hadn't been um, put in a certain location, but he was still in quarantine. And so I said, okay, so we had to go through that. So you can't see him. You know, you can't really write until they get wherever they're going. So because he went um, into the situation with a medical file Mm -hmm. and because he's sick, Mm -hmm. Um, they put him in a facility um, that's close to the hospital. 
and that's Cotton um, Correctional Facility in Jackson. So um, uh, I'm asking him about his health care. I guess um, in the beginning, he, you know, they assessed him, and I think immediately they told him that they might not get approved for the medicine that he was taking when he was at home. They approved him for something else to take. And so I'm like going crazy. I'm like, I got to get somebody involved. So I started mm -hmm. reaching out to different people, sending emails to everyone that I, you know, mm -hmm. could possibly think could help me with this. No response. It wasn't until I actually sent the email to my congresswoman, Rashida Talib, mm -hmm. that she contacted me. Her team contacted me, and, and um, they was like, oh, my God. They were as blown away mm -hmm. as you are about this story. And it was like, let's see what we can do. You know, I don't know what we can do, but right now let's make sure that he's getting proper health care. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's very important. So we got on t to the health care. You know, as he gives me information, you know, you had to set up a JPay account. So, um, and that's another thing. That's a whole other conversation when we're talking about JPay and all the money. That you're going to spend on your incarcerated loved one. Because this whole thing is all about money. Yeah, it's a money grab. Right. So um, you're constantly spending, you know, you're spending to send a message. you got to spend to for him to send a message. You know, he needs a tablet, you know, because he's sick and he's there wrongfully. As a mother, I want him to have whatever he needs. Mm -hmm. So he needed a tablet. He needed this. He needed that. He needs extra food because, you know, yeah. um, I don't know what they're serving him. Mm -hmm. But later on, I find out that the food is making him sick. But um, um, so, Rashida, we get together. Um, we start telling the story. We got in contact with the ombudsman. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we let him know what's going on, you know, about these infusions. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that, you know, he's getting the proper health care because that infusion is important. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> as they're investigating um, the health care situation for him, they find some indiscretions. The ombudsman mm -hmm. find some indiscretions up there that he had to go up there. Um, I think at this point when he goes up there, Gerard is so sick. Hasn't seen a doctor in about six weeks. Um, he's physically, he's when he talks to me, he's telling me that, um, my, I don't want to die in here. And uh, that right there sent me into, you know, okay, I got to do what I got to do. I got to start making some phone calls. So I started calling people. Um, People started sending me numbers. I started posting. Mm -hmm. I started posting, like, somebody got to help me. So um, a nurse, a lady, one of my friends, I didn't know. You know, you have all these friends. She said, hey, I'm a nurse. I used to work for the Department of Corrections. You got to be on their head because if you're not, they're not going to do anything. They'll let them. They'll let them stay in there. They'll let them die. So I started calling I took a day, I just started calling that health care number. I called that number uh, every two hours. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, finally, the next day, someone answered, and she said, uh, I'm like, my son is very sick. I don't know what the protocol is. I just need somebody to go look for him. Mm -hmm. 
And she said, well, if he calling you, he can't be that sick. So um, I took a deep breath because um, I'm like, this is not, she don't have anything to do with it. I had to tell myself, like, mm -hmm. she doesn't have anything to do with this. You know, she's just, just her job. She don't know. And then I had to go back to um, what Reverend Shahir teaches us about, you know, you have to see God in everybody. Yeah. So I had to literally, like, I got to see the God in this lady because mm -hmm. um, she was like, you know, um, the way she was talking to me. Yeah. But I didn't want to get back with her because, mm -hmm. I, you know, mm -hmm. my son is in this place. Mm -hmm. So I talked to her as kind as I could. And um, by then... Um, um, I finally reached the ombudsman mm -hmm. and told him what was going on. He gets up there, Gerard and lost 25 pounds. He lost 25 pounds. He's already a small guy. He's like six uh, feet tall. Mm -hmm. He only weighs about 130, maybe 140 pounds if he's feeling good. But he's a small frame. Because he's yeah. been sick for so long. And um, he gets there and he talks to him. And he sends me an email and says, yeah, I saw your son. And, you know, I've never seen him before, but he does look weak. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, he uh, got them to get him a GI specialist. Mm -hmm. uh, this is when people started moving. And the lady was right. Nobody moved. Until that ombudsman, he got up there to Jackson. Mm -hmm. And they got a blood specialist because now they was telling him he had cancer. All kinds of crazy stuff. So um, I told him, we're not claiming cancer. We're not even talking about cancer. Right. We just going to... They don't know what they're talking about. They let you lose 25. You know, yeah. they weren't even helping you. Right. So now they're coming up with all kinds of stuff. So um, he got his, finally got the doctor, they got, they readjust his Remicade because I think they were putting him on an eight-week. Mm -hmm. They had him waiting two months. Mm -hmm. So um, they finally gave him the infusion, um, uh, changed his infusion to like six weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, they found out that he had an infection. So he was taking um, different steroids and antibiotics um, this month in December. He didn't get his infusion on time. So um, I called a buzzman. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, Gerard's supposed to have his infusion. You know, they don't tell you the date, but you know the week. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had it. You know, everybody's been off for the holidays, and he still hasn't had it. This is like January, and um, I think the second week, going on the second week in January, they finally gave it. So he's still like uh, two months, you know, yeah. and he's supposed to have had it a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So he had it, but they were saying, when he, um, when the ombudsman asked them about that, they were saying, well, he gained weight. He's on steroids, so it's possible yeah. he might gain weight. Yeah. But I, I wrote him and I said, what does weight have to do with anything? Mm -hmm. 
weight is not a measurement of health. No. So, but come to find out when Gerard called, he lost 10 pounds. He lost additional 10 pounds. So, um, right now, presently, um, he has some kind of infection. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're saying that the medicine that they put him on is not working. So they're trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, I'm just, you know, keeping it front and center. Mm -hmm. Health, health, health. Mm -hmm. Because um, I, I need him to be strong. Right, right. So he can fight this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we do have a new attorney. And um, he's, you know, working on the appeals process. Mm -hmm. um, through... Um, um, the aid of Rashida Talib's team, who are they are a dynamic young group of people. Yeah, uh, we talked to Valerie Newman at the Wayne County Integrity Unit, mm -hmm. and really, I have to say this: it's been a year, mm -hmm. so it's nothing people can really, really do. Mm -hmm. We can push it. We can find things. And the lawyer was saying, you know, he's looking for things that maybe can challenge it or whatever. So while he's doing his job, you wonder why uh, people are incarcerated 10 years, 20 years, 30 years mm -hmm. before they get out or exonerated. Mm -hmm. Because there's a whole process mm -hmm. that they have to go through. Once they get in there, it's hard to get out mm -hmm. because you got to either have a some money. Mm -hmm. Money. A team of people mm -hmm. like, to mm -hmm. help investigate this. Mm -hmm. And then you have to exhaust these appeals. And they are long and in, in between. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's before an innocent project mm -hmm. will take up your case. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait for that. Right. I got to fight for my son. Yes. Now. Yes. So I, um, I believe that in miracles. Yes. And there is, um, when you believe in miracles, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. Yes. So when I'm saying, with, with that belief, mm -hmm. I'm not putting it on a process. I'm not waiting for uh someone to say yes. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm out here. Yeah. Trying to do whatever I can. Yeah. yeah. For that breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you are keeping the message in forefront social media. Um today uh, we were able to coordinate your time. Uh you had an opportunity to go speak. Uh was it in Westland? Yeah, it was at Westland. Um there's a group of women who um her name is um, Trish. I don't know, I don't know I'm pronouncing that right. Mm -hmm. Duckworth. But she runs an organization called Survivor Speak. Okay. And this organization is for um, their um, support wrongfully incarcerated mm -hmm. and um, their families mm -hmm. and also exonerees. Mm -hmm. And she does this work. Um, and today she put on a program for um, Martin Luther King holiday, mm -hmm. and she asked me to speak uh, about my son mm -hmm. 
And I did. Mm -hmm. And it was a powerful program. There were a lot of people there. There were people that were exonerated there. There were people who were members of the um, local media, um, the assistant uh, um, attorney, attorney general. general. Mm -hmm. She was there. She spoke. Mm -hmm. Rashida Tlaib. She was there? Yeah, okay. we were sitting there holding hands. Mm hmm crying because um, she she knows the story and she mm -hmm. knows that I'm passionate about my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the you know, in between everything, you you're exhausting yourself doing the work to let the world know um yeah. about your son and in the process um of others who are going through this unimaginable situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rashida Tlaib connected me with Sam Riddle, mm -hmm. and so I, uh, I, she, um, we sent out a story, mm -hmm. and I went on his show, mm -hmm. and he has opened that platform for me. Yeah, and I've been on that show every on Fridays ever since that day. Okay, I'm like the billboard for my son. <laughs> but he yeah. said something very powerful for me um, that really pushed me. Him. And another gentleman, but he said to me, Janice, you have to speak um, about your son as an um, advocate and not as a victim. Yes, yes. Because he said people don't listen to victims, mm -hmm. but they listen to advocates. advocates. Yeah. And when he said it, I'm like, and then I, I took it and I thought about it and I'm like, he's right. Mm-hmm. I gotta be an advocate, advocate for him. Yeah, so you're advocating for Gerard. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Mr. Riddle allowing you to be on his show. What show is that? 910? 9-10. 9-10 Riddle at Randall. Okay, mm -hmm. and it's Fridays? I'm on there normally on Fridays, um, on Fridays at 9 to 11. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, other resources that are out here uh, for people who would like to support. Uh, how may they support you, Che Love? Um, I made uh, a website because um, I talked to a gentleman named Hakeem Crampton, and he is—he was in jail 15 years for a crime he didn't do. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, um, one of the things that eventually helped his case was he used uh, media platform mm -hmm. so he told me like you need to go hard on the media yeah because you need to get that his story out mm -hmm. as many people as possible mm -hmm. so when he said that i said okay you ain't saying nothing i'm going hard right so i made a um a blog page mm -hmm. where on this page is um mm -hmm. and uh, you can go there and the his story is there and also have information because um, I noticed when I start telling the story because I held on it for a minute, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, I can't hold this in. It was just too much. Yeah. So when you tell the story to people, some people think, well, you must have done something. People don't just put people in jail for no reason. Well, you had to be out there, you know, um, in our own community. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to tell his story, but also I wanted people to understand that this happens more than we think. Yes, yes. And some of the reasons why it happens is 
one of the main reasons is eyewitness misidentification. Mm-hmm. 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 So in, in this case with Gerard, you know, I watched the video of the lady being robbed, and it was a gentleman on a bike, and he jumps off this bike, and he's beating this lady. And if you saw this video, it, it's heartbreaking that somebody would do this to this lady. Mm-hmm. But in the video, you see your uh, first instinct is when somebody hitting you is protect your face. Mm-hmm. So the lady was protecting her face. Mm-hmm. And um, when somebody hitting you or throwing a fist at you, the first thing you're going to do is blink. Yeah. So the lady was protecting her face. and um, But this is uh, one thing that they played out during this trial is the lady said, I know it was him. I wouldn't put anyone in jail that didn't do it. It was him. But in all honesty, when you're um, in protect mode. Right. Yeah. Head bowed. Right. Covered. Hands up. Right. Right? Right, because a man is attacking her, hitting right. her literally in the face. Mm-hmm. So you may think you're seeing something, mm-hmm. but really, are you really seeing that? Right. So, and when... When they gave the description of the gentleman who robbed this lady, they said, then built, black male, facial hair, braids. That could be anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anybody walking anybody. down the street. Anybody. And on that day, when um, her son approached Gerard, he was thin guy. He had braids in his hair. He had facial hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's anybody. That's anybody. So I said that, uh, so I have on the website, like, um, um, a video about misidentification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have on the web, on the page also about um, prosecutor. Um, sometimes lawyers do things that's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing and unknowing mm-hmm. to send people to jail right. wrongfully. Right. Um, and there's other ways that people, because um, telling this story, I, you have to change the consciousness of people. Mm-hmm. Because when we are programmed to believe a certain way that the justice system works a certain way, mm-hmm. even though we know it hasn't worked for us. Historically, it was not built to... Uh, allow us to have justice. Right. So, but we buy into it. Right. So, um, before you, you have to change the consciousness. You have to change the ideals that have been programming our head for since, you know, school and mm-hmm. uh, our upbringing. Mm-hmm. That things are not right and that the system is broken mm-hmm. and that we need to listen to these stories and yeah. we need to trust when people say, hey, they didn't do this, yeah. or I didn't do this. Yeah. We need to trust in that, mm-hmm. and we need to trust more in each other mm-hmm. than systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with social media, you know, social media is a blessing and a curse, mm-hmm. uh, yet we are able to use that and get information out uh, to the masses with a lot of regularity. Mm-hmm. And in our feeds, any of us, There are stories after stories after stories of black men, primarily, brown men, primarily, that are being 
exonerated after decades, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so those of us in our community, we have to be able to look at the humanity in others and the humanity in ourselves. And there is high probability when someone is saying, I am innocent, I did not do that. We have to we have to flip that, right. and instead of automatically assume where he, she must have been doing something right. or he must have been doing something, right. we have to flip that. Right? Or he, is he in a gang? No, mm. somebody asked me that. Is he? Is your son in a gang? No, I'm telling you, my son didn't come. In. They're coming with the whole list of things. Mm-hmm. Is he doing this? Mm-hmm. Doing it, instead mm-hmm. of listening to me saying that mm-hmm. my son is innocent. Yes, he didn't do this crime. Mm-hmm. And um, I need help. Right. So, um, and it's a hard pill to swallow, but, um, and sometimes, you know, I, f- I feel alone out here, you mm-hmm. know, doing it, but I do have support and I have people that love me and I love my son. So, yeah. Yeah. anything that I can do to um, help, mm-hmm. to um, change the narrative, to, mm-hmm support somebody else to just get this word out here that it's happening. It's happening in Wayne County. It's happening in Detroit mm-hmm. all day long. All day long. Yeah. And that we need to start holding people accountable mm-hmm. and that we need to start focusing on, you know, who we're electing in office Yes. and what their agenda are. Mm-hmm. And we need to start, you know, um, not, um, I want to say having the, I don't want to word this, People letting people be disposable. Mm-hmm. We just let people go into these systems and throw them away and don't even right. care, right. right? You know that they're the, what they're eating, and right? The conditions yeah. there. You you shared a story uh, about uh, the food, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know maggots and 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 rotten food and food that does the exact opposite of what we need food right. to do. Right. And so people need to understand, you know, that the, the, these, are, these are human. Right. These are our brothers. These are our sons. These are our nephews, our nieces. These are humans, right? right? And so they deserve to be treated as such. Right. And even, I mean, even today there was a man who said, hey, um, at the program, mm-hmm. I went to a j- to jail to prison for a crime I committed. So we know there are people mm-hmm. that are in prison for mm-hmm. crimes they are committed. Mm-hmm. They committed, but mm-hmm. they deserve to eat food. They deserve to eat food. They deserve to have decent accommodation. Right. 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 They're not subhuman. Right. Right. So we can't just be so um, uncaring, uncompassionate, unloving. That we don't look into these things right. until we get horror stories mm-hmm. or someone comes or does things like what's going on in Mississippi. Yes. And when we have these things popping up and we're thinking, um, wow, this is going on? Mm-hmm. Well, that prison was uh, used to be a plantation. Right. So <laughs> what do you think? Right. What's going on out there? Right. But we can't uh, sit on our hands and do nothing. We have to be a voice. Yeah. And we have to stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always post, um, silence is consent. Yeah. Dr. King said that silence yeah. is consent. Yeah. And when we don't say nothing, when we don't do nothing, when we don't even engage in conversation about it, we're consenting. Yeah, we're consenting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Since we're going to take another break, we're going to come right back. Uh, those who are listening, you guys want to support www.freegerard. Uh, that is the website. Uh, we're going to come right back and we're going to keep going and we're going to talk about Gerard and we're going to talk about Sis J Love and how we can wrap our arms around her and support her as she uh, fights to have her uh, or advocates for her son to be uh, released and exonerated. We'll be right back, okay? The team here at Izzy is super duper excited to announce the expansion of our services. We now provide eco-friendly commercial janitorial services, post-construction cleaning, and subscription strategic beautification services. The Detroit area has praised our work along corridors, so bringing our signature strategic beautification indoors not only makes sense, it allows us to continue to leave people, places, and things better than we found them. Give us a call today for eco-friendly commercial janitorial, post-construction cleaning, or subscription strategic beautification services. Contact Izzy at 866-97-IZZY. That's 866-97-49943. Or email us at info at IzzyLLC.com. Okay, you are back. We have a special episode of Community. We have been talking to my sister, Jay Love, um, also known as Janice. Uh, and we have been talking about um, the, her son who has been wrongfully incarcerated, her son, Gerard. Uh, and we've been talking about that and how she's been pushing through and having the support of, of those like uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib mm-hmm. and her team. Um, they've listened and, and wanted to uh, do what they could or can uh, to support her. So, Jay Love, let's mm-hmm. just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you uh, posted that, you know, you've been able to, in this short period of time, you, you're going to have a national platform. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so um, I think I, I talked about him a little bit. Hakeem Crampton, who's mm-hmm. out here, he supports... He's a, a justice advocate, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of work in Jackson, Michigan. Okay. He um, contacted me out of the blue and said, hey, uh, this organization I'm affiliated is called Just uh, Justice Leadership mm-hmm. in USA, and they came in town, they're in town, and I told them about you, and they want to interview you. So I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not turning anything down to get this story out. So they came, and they were awesome. And we just, we did the same thing. We talked about this story, um, and um, we talked about what justice looked like and just the things that's happening here in um, Detroit mm-hmm. in regards to the injustice. Mm-hmm. And, and there are people that are working on it, but um, it's a process. Mm-hmm. But they're going to feature his story on their, um, on their site, mm-hmm. and um, their um, organization is, they have uh, um, people in every almost every state in the United States. Okay. okay. So even when I met one of their representatives that I didn't know about today, he was speaking at the program. So I okay. Thought, I'm like, okay, 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was really awesome that um, we can get this story out because mm-hmm. um, you shouldn't have to wait thirty years for somebody to hear your story. No. Mm-hmm. So um, or twenty years or mm-hmm. whatever. Like we're hearing these people's stories now. Mm-hmm. We um, need to tell them from the beginning. Right. And I, I listened to Aaron Salter today, and he said about you know maintaining your innocence. Mm-hmm. And when you maintain your innocence, people can fight for you. And and when I heard him say that, and I thought about how they're giving out all these pleas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And people just want to go home. They just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. And so and yeah. um, I was um, I heard some stats about the a lot of people that's in the county. A lot of them are in there for traffic violations. Mm-hmm. So when people are tickets yeah. and stuff like that, they yeah. want to go home. They, wanna go they don't want to lose their house, their right. jobs, right. their children. Right. Yeah. So um, people are pleading. Yeah. yeah. And they're innocent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just to get out of there. Yeah. So they can maintain their life. Right. So think about it. You 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 yeah you got some tickets you out here you know you get picked up and you thrown into this system mm-hmm. right and we don't even know what trauma that person has been through mm-hmm. before they've been picked up right right so they're thrown into this system and there people telling them do 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 and all of this is new there there are no advocates for them and so they have an opportunity to get this you know plea that's right. been thrown out mm-hmm. and they're looking at the next man or woman and they're taking the plea and they're like, I just, I need to go home. Right. 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 And so you have people that are in back against the wall, literally. Right. That are saying something out of their mouth that is not aligned with the truth. Right. Because they want to go home. Right. Right. And then the money. Yeah, got to get back to the money. The money part of it, and we didn't even really go down that pathway of that. No, the right? money plays a big part yeah. in it. Yeah. Because when somebody said, hey, you can get a plea and you ain't got to pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm out of there. Yeah, yeah. You know, most people, I'm out of there. I can't afford to be. I, right. I would have paid the tickets. Right. I would have did whatever, you know. Uh, right, right. To right. not be here. I would have had some insurance, right. right? Right. Right. So those those stories, and the average person... We don't know this. We out here just, you know, people who haven't been um, associated with this part of our humanity, mm-hmm. they don't know people are going through this. Right. Plea deals given out like cookies. Just take it, take it, take it. You can go home. You, right. you can go home today, right. you know. So having an opportunity, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored, sis, that you trusted us, Val and I, to come um, and allow you to tell your story uh, in those who are listening, uh, we will be updating um, the community page. Uh, Jay Love is now part of the community family. Uh, we'll be updating uh, whatever information we have as it relates to uh, Gerard, but also resources for people who may be going through the same um, the, the same situation and they feel hopeless and they don't know where to go. Uh, we will share resources when Jay, uh, Jay Love provides resources for us to get it out to the, and tell the story. Also on my personal page, um, I'll be sharing that information as well. So, so, so sis, you know, we, we've been talking about um, your journey right. in this nightmare. Um, we're going to take just a little 
you know, take a little uh, detour in the conversation. And you are a creative. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I am. And, um, (laughs) you know, as a a creative myself in, in some regards, you know, share with the audience some of the things that you do. Um, you, you, you put together some, I call them potions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to make yeah. people feel good about themselves yeah. and, and that sort of thing. So sis, would you share that with the audience? Okay. So I'm a soap maker mm-hmm. and, um, I got into making soap. I went to school for uh, cosmetology mm-hmm. and, and at this time, uh, I think Ruth, uh, Virginia Farrell. Yes. So... <laughs> Virginia Fair. So uh, we had a um, teacher there who also ran the school. His name was Mr. Pinnell. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Pinnell, uh, one thing about him he stressed about was being um, customer service oriented and also customize your services. Mm-hmm. So when he said that, my mind went to, dang, I can make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so in the beginning, I was making, you know, my conditioners and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, my mom used to put, like, eggs, mm-hmm. mail on your hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started there, and then I started, you know, adding more to it. Mm-hmm. So I started with that. And then I uh, I went to uh, making soaps and baths mm-hmm. and bath salts and milk baths. Mm-hmm. And, and then I started going to um, massage therapy school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Massage therapist, but um, mm-hmm. well, not right now. Mm-hmm. But I went to, uh, I graduated from there, and um, I started working on different other um, things to for your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To because um, um, my thing is being, you know, calm mm-hmm. in, a, in a Zen space. Right. So that's where I got that from. And then I, I'm an artist. I paint and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. do music. So. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Uh, and my kids, um, Gerard, and and my other son, um, Antoine, he's a musician as well. Mm-hmm. So that kind of runs in my family because my dad, you know, he was a singer. He's a quartet singer. Okay, <laughs> Baptist minister quartet singer. So, okay, um, that music thing is just in our blood, right? And, um, so yeah, yeah. So you express yourself through uh, your creativity, which is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, I follow Jay Love on on social media, and so you, you those soaps. So you do a tum, a turmeric. Yeah, I should have brought you some. Yeah, that, I'm gonna have to get you some. Okay. I do, I, yeah, turmeric, and mm-hmm. um, I have an oatmeal honey mm-hmm. soap, mm-hmm. goat's milk, mm-hmm. honey, mm-hmm. and all different things. Whatever is going on in my head, right? Then I just. You start, put it together. I start putting it together. But. Okay. So if someone wanted to uh, make a purchase. Get to your website to see what you have as it relates to your soaps and all of that. How how may they find you? They can go. Um, it's J A Y S J's Just Natural mm-hmm. dot Big Cartel okay dot com okay, and you can go there and check out all my stuff. Okay, one more time. J A Y S J's Just Natural mm-hmm. dot Big Cartel. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Okay, and so sis, uh, at this part of the show, okay. when I when I'm when we're winding down, um, I give homage to Martha Jean, the Queen, mm. um, icon, 
Uh, talked about the metaphysical before we even knew what that was. Right. And um, so, yeah, you know, with uh, our connection being through Reverend Shahira Stevens, Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to talk about your spiritual walk right now. What does that spiritual walk look like? We're not talking about religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking about, you know, how do you connect? Oh, good, 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 good. Um, First of all, um, being raised Baptist, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, stepping out of that, yeah. I tap into the God inside of me. Yeah. I think for so long we look for God in the sky yeah. and God everywhere else, mm-hmm. but God is, resides right in us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I have to feel the feelings. Uh, what's going on with my son? Mm-hmm. And then there's time where I have to go in, and I go there and tap into that space, mm-hmm. and um, and I become one with that space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I know that you know when I'm in that place, and and I'm um, in alignment with that place, mm-hmm. and I you know I'm in that place with Gerard, yeah. Despite you know mm-hmm. what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. All is well. All is well. So and I tap, I go there, mm-hmm. I ask the ancestors. Yeah. Um, his dad. Yeah. My mom and dad. Yeah. My grandma. Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. And I go and ask them, hey, we are here. Mm-hmm. You guys, I need you. Yeah. And so that's where my power lies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And um, that's where I go spiritually. Mm-hmm. Cause for me, it's it's bigger than a, a, a religion, right? <laughs> right. It's bigger than that, right? And you know, knowing that miracles occur mm-hmm. every day, every day, and so you know, and aligned with um, the the spiritual question, um, the next question is, you know, Martha Jean Queen had Inspiration Time. That was the name of one of her shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what inspires you, Jay Love, to get up every day and power, knowing that you have the power of the ancestors, um, you know, to move? Mm-hmm. What inspires you to do the good work? And the good work is to free Gerard. Mm-hmm. The good work is to share uh, resources and information uh, for those uh, souls who are going through uh, something similar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspires you? Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love inspires me. Yeah. Um, God is love. Yeah. And love is the highest frequency there is. So when I'm operating in the love space, mm-hmm. everything is good. Yeah. I'm going to attract the right people. Yeah. I attract the you. Amen. Thank you. And, 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 and I, you. You're right? right. And I, um, I attract the right people, the right situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we are connecting when we're in the love space. Yeah. So I I I don't want for anything when I'm mm-hmm. in the love space, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. all my needs are met. Yeah. And even you know sometimes in our human form, mm-hmm. um, we uh, worry. Mm-hmm. But you know, my dad. I, when I'm in that space, I think about my dad. He always say, "Either you gonna worry or you gonna pray." Mm. You can't do you, you can't, can't do, do both. both, right? So I'm like I hear that, and I'm like, okay, I gotta pray, you know, mm-hmm. and and I focus on that. I stay, you know, so I carry that word love yeah. with me, yeah, all the time because that's who I want to show up as. And mm-hmm. even when we were going to court, you mm-hmm. know, 
I'm showing up as the love. Yeah. Despite, you know, I could have been, you know, really um, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I, I continue to show up as love. Mm -hmm. And I want to be an example of love. Okay. And that's powerful. And it's not sappy, you know, <laughs> romantic love. We're talking about agape, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about doing the work being able to look in the eyes of others and, and, and see the humanity in them, mm -hmm. even those who talk ridiculously to us right. um, and say things that ha just it, it ob obliterates um, common sense. Because right. sometimes uh, it's beyond our understanding yeah. when things happen. Yeah. So you can't understand. Everything is not meant for you to understand. Right. Sometimes you just have to flow with it. Mm-hmm. And go through it mm -hmm. because there is something bigger on the other side. Of it. Yeah, and you know, Reb said that to me, and I believe that you mm -hmm. know there's something bigger on the other side of this. Even yeah, not only well for Gerard mm -hmm. mainly, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know what that is, mm -hmm. but I know that I got to stay, um, stay in the love space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, J Love, mm -hmm. sister. Sister Queen, I appreciate you taking time out to come and, and, and visit with us and um, allow us again. It's an honor to um, have this safe space with you and, and allow you to tell your story and Gerard's story. Uh, community fam, thank you so much for going on us on this journey with us today. Uh, you've been listening to Community. This is your girl, Audre, Audra AD. And until next time, peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.